salute, salute, peace, love, and more light. I am your host, JF Bay, and this is the Third Eye High Podcast, Higher Consciousness of a Flyer Culture. And I want to go into a very powerful subject today. White dollar folds different. What am I getting at? The white dollar folds different. See, when we speak of racism in this country and the history of racism and how racism is hard to find, right? Because you notice that you have a group of people, our people, uh, fighting this thing called racism or trying to uh, out it. And then you have those that supported those that erected it. They just changed the face of it. What am I talking about? Okay, so you remember when they had Jim Crow? You remember when they had segregation? You remember the Black Codes of 1724, right? These are all chattel slavery, right? These are all um, different levels of oppression from the same particular people. Right. And I want to go into something. Right. There was a story that uh, came out about maybe the top of the week and. Uh, sports figure Jerry Jones. Right. He was, uh, you know, catching heat for. Photograph that shows him as a teenager, you know, gather with a group of his, you know, so-called white buddies and they're outside a particular school and they're they're the angry mob right they're heckling or uh basically torturing few so-called black students that just wanted to attend the school right because we're talking in a time where in this country they they would have you know arguments as to whether a group of people were less inferior than them that they could sit next to them in a school to, to be educated right so I, I find that crazy that you know this country this was their their ideology right you you, you got to go to the back of the bus you you gotta you know go around the back to be serve your food you gotta you know drink at this water fountain because it's something about that white water you know that white water oh my god it tastes different just like that, that white dollar, it folds different. And our people collectively are still chasing that white water concept, right? So whereas, you know, we don't feel like we're making it amongst our, our, our ourselves, right? We, we, we don't, you know, salute each other as peers or cheer each other on in our endeavors. But the minute, you know, we get a trophy from the so-called white man, oh my God, uh, nigga, I made it. You know, and, and most of us don't feel we made it until we get a chance to sip that white water, until we get a chance to, you know, fold a few of those white dollars, right? And to go back to that Jerry Jones situation, you see how they just say, you know, they'll put out a story and say, hey, he's the villain, look at him, 70 years ago, he was, but that was the norm in this country. So 
Why don't y'all come at Joe Biden? Why don't you come like I'm not defending any of this shit. I'm just saying this whole uh thing on racism, you have people that participate in racism, that perpetuate racism, that push it. But the minute we try to speak about it, they're gonna say, Hey, I, I'm not racist. I, I got a black friend. I don't know any racist people. I don't have a racist bone in my body. So so Bro. my boy Ali. Thanks for Yo. sharing the platform today, brother. Uh, what do you think of this particular topic? Because we're going we're gonna to expound on it. But what do you think about that when you hear that statement that white dollar folds different? The, the white dollar folds different. Well, it does fold different because uh, um, for some odd reason, we're us as uh, black people were always um, pushed to move for that white dollar more so to move it for our own with the black dollar you know what i mean the black dollar only goes us so far for us it only takes us so far as an influence yeah you might have a hundred dollars with a black man but that's just a hundred dollars but if you have a hundred dollars with a white man that hundred dollars with a white man gives you give gives you a certain power of position not the power of positioning but a power a power and position to go forth and make make yourself more money by more the more influence that you grab around you you know what i mean mm. jay-z jay-z is a perfect example of a man who's taken the white dollar your nigga mm. pennies wasn't enough at, at um sos or uh sue's rendezvous that oh, got tired another, of adding up those nigger pennies yeah, huh those nigger pennies now I can go mess with these white folks and push a bigger agenda, push their agenda, and influence all these same black folks that I was at at the small clubs with, and I yeah. could get more and more by making more money with them than making more money with you. Your money only takes me, only pays me. That money sustains me and sustains my kids and sustains position in my kids in the future. Hmm. That's, that's interesting you say that. So, you know, the, the concept when they say, you know, uh, money circulates in certain communities like, you know, the Jewish community, the money, you know, bounces around seven, eight, ten times until it before it leaves their community. Right. Before they spend with other races. But in the so-called black community, you know, our money, you know, is gone the second it's gone before we count it. So it's like. Every other nationality, their money is like doing gymnastics because it bounces around their community before it, you know, leaves. So would you say the black community has lazy bucks, lazy dollars? Because, you know, our money doesn't it doesn't leave, you know, it leaves our community so fast. It leaves our community. Listen, the first the first chance it get, it leaves our it leaves our our um, our 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 community and it's funny because I, I feel like we are so um intrigued by impressing the oppressed you know mm. what i'm saying yeah we we as a people are so intrigued i tell somebody all the time i said you know why black people it's hard for black people to scream that they're a victim because they make it look too good yeah we make it look too good man you're you're out here you're a victim but you're in a bentley right. it doesn't make sense you, you, oh my pain! Victim, but, you, but, you, <laughs> but you got Gucci flip flops. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna I'm not oppressed. Yeah, I'm gonna cover I'm gonna cover up my pain with high end fashion. There you go. Much. So you don't recognize that I'm that 
that the shame, the shame of being a victim, I just can't, I can't cope and bear. So, yeah. so I just need to look good. At least I look good. I might be a slave, but I, I'm a good-looking slave. Did, did, so did you see the? Did you see the way? Did you see the way that my tears hit that Balenciaga hoodie? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like we're kind of drowning in our pain, and we're you know campaigning for more yeah. champagne. You're campaigning for. You're out yeah. here. You're shucking and jiving. You're playing their sports. You're 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 entertaining their people, their kids, and yeah. and you keep a drawing of this narrative. Of, oh you're so great you're so great but as soon as they can tear you down every athlete experiences it every entertainer experiences it they're quick to tear you down because there's money and there's there's power in tearing you down they want to see the nigga rise and they want to see the nigga fall you know oh, yeah. what I'm saying yeah. you see yeah. you see Ali Ali they, they, they mocked him his whole life hold on baby they mocked him his whole life shout out to Zaya they mocked him his whole life. <laughs> they mocked him his whole life, and then as soon as he became quiet and meek and 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 um, fragile, you know what they did? They praised him. They praised him for looking oh, yeah. like a vegetable. What, what do you think? Uh, what do you think that public display was when? Remember they 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 let him light the torch at the Olympics, and he's fucking yeah. shaking. They know he got Parkinson. It, it was yeah. it was like let's make fun of this nigga on his way out. Yeah, because all of their greats figures, you know, you don't really see them in their old age, right? You no. still remember the James Deans and all these people and the Marlon Brandos. You remember them as they were as on they the were. screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. See, they understand the power of seeing you as you were. You know what I'm saying? They want to see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, play for 20 years and his last two years be unproductive. And basically hey. walking out on his last leg, and then it, shame it, him, and then he has such a great career. They still don't don't feel feel right to praise him. They still yeah. look to shame him. Don't allow him to coach teams. Don't allow him to do this. But this man is one of the greatest players in your sport. Yeah, but the good. same the same uh, system that's praising us is the same system <laughs> that said, you know, you niggas can't sit on the bus. You know what I'm saying? You, you niggas got to go to the back and get your food, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like we, we find ourselves included in a system that never intended to include us, right? And it's funny yeah. that you mentioned uh, Muhammad Ali because do you know that when he won the Olympic gold medal, he's in Germany and, you know, they're praising him in Germany. Now, they're talking about this anti-Semitic shit, right? But in Germany these people were less racist than the people in America. So he comes yeah. back home. He comes back home with his um, Olympic gold medal. I just took <laughs> this for America. And America praised him because, oh, he won the shit for America. But once he got back home, he said his own country treated him like a nigga. Guess what he did with his American uh, Olympic gold medal? What did he do? Ali threw it in the river. It's courtesy of his documentary. It's his own words. He, he says, you know, how, how do I feel like I'm an all-American and I come back home and they still remind me I'm nothing. Exactly. Even with this gold medal on my neck, he threw the shit in the river. Now, look at all these athletes of today that they pacify them with, you know, accolades. 
you know, LeBron James will give you, you know, will give you all these titles and five or six NBA titles and all the Michael Jordans. And at the end of the day, what are we really celebrating? The team owners are fucking billionaires 17 times over. The player gets in one scandal. He can lose his entire bag. You see, we see a Kyrie of today. So they're still lynching brothers that if a a did you speak too loud against whitey we're gonna remind you who you are we're gonna remind you of you know because it's like this that that situation with the jerry jones thing that he was 15 at the time but look at the age of this country the joe biden's of the world all the people in congress they were children around that same time you don't think they got the same download as jerry jones yeah sure they do they just know how to you know tap dance around the issue and they'll never hey yeah yeah i'm fighting racism right along with you we suffer too but you guys created racism how the fuck can you fight something you created and you just keep changing the face so generationally we're still uh you know trying to explain ourselves as to what it is we want and in lines with equality right because i was watching um old uh series uh the Godfather of Harlem with uh, Forrest Whitaker, right? And they were, you know, talking about the particular time period where uh, Adam Clayton Powell was trying to push to get the civil rights bill passed, right? And it's crazy because they have a scene in there where the president, uh, LB, LBJ, is, is basically speaking to him like, hey, man, I would invite you to the signing of the uh, civil rights bill, but I got to throw King a bone. And he says, uh, you know, America's favorite nigga or, you know, America's, you know, favorite nigga. So basically Martin Luther King had nothing to do with the signing of the bill or the pushing of the bill it was actually Adam Clayton Powell who advocated for this civil rights bill. But what Martin Luther King pointed out, he says, I feel as though I integrated my people into a burning house. Right now, what he's referring to, we think in, in 1964 that, you know, this legislation for, you know, civil rights was something so monumental when Martin Luther King found out it was a civil rights bill in 1868, damn near 100 years before. So if we were freed in 1865 and then 1868, they create a, a civil rights bill to say, treat these people civil, but civil got nothing to do with human rights. Because we were treated civil when they said, hey, nigger, get to the back of the bus. Hey, nigger, this water's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like. Thing is, that's the thing that I think, when, and not to cut you off, but I think yeah, go ahead. that when he came to that, when he had that epiphany, that was the epiphany that killed him. That epiphany yeah. was fatal. Right yeah, because him, him and him and uh, him and uh, Malcolm X at that time, they had conflicting messages. But once he figured that he was just another token black as well, he was their shiny nigger penny. He started to understand the ideology of Malcolm X a lot more. And this is post, you know, this is El Hajj Malik El Shabazz. This is after um, Malcolm X finds out that Elijah Muhammad is in bed with the government. So it's like we'll have these organizations that and it's all documented, right? Because we're not speculating. Everybody says, oh, you're going to slander the nation. We're not saying that. That white dollar folds different. Same people that was in bed with Elijah are in bed with Farrakhan. You see him, he'll stir some shit up and then he'll disappear. You are right. Right? He mentioned the thing about Kanye, but like 
bro, what would you what did you really say? You said Farrakhan. You talking about the guy who mixed the nation of Islam with eugenics? There we go. There we go. Yeah, with uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, we wow. go. Yep. Who is L. Ron Hubbard? That guy. Oh man, this guy is a, 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 a extreme racist, and he created this uh, cult following called you know Scientology, with his his off branch of religion, and as of you know the past maybe 15, 15 years, Farrakhan has adopted a lot of his teachings and you know put it into the mosque. And I think he only so did it, that because he wanted to come up with a new religion so he could remain in power. Because it was it's always about a bag. There we go. Oh, always about a bag. So it's like they're gonna always um, usurp our movements, or you know, put the fire out in all our movements. Because all they gotta do is pay the niggas that's running the movement, and the people that are part of the movement, they don't know that the movement's compromised. They just, you know, man, we fighting a good fight, brother. We're fighting a good fight. But then you find out, you know, because this what uh. Malcolm X found out when he was, you know, visiting, you know, the South and, you know, when they had the, the situation where the uh, there was the three Freedom Riders. You remember the situation with the Freedom Riders? There was basically a brother and, you know, a Hispanic and a white guy. They were trying to get people to vote down South. Right. And basically the Klan ended up killing these niggas and they went missing, you know, and Malcolm went down South and he found out that the Klan, they wouldn't really fuck with the Muslims like far as mess with them. You know what I'm saying? Like they would... They would out and openly, you know, attack a brother, a black man, but they wouldn't fuck with the Muslims. And at the time, you know, Malcolm was impressed and he thought, you know, man, because we're militant. But then he finds out that Elijah Muhammad had a secret pact with the KKK. Mm. You know, and our history is ugly, man. But when you find out at the end of the day, putting food on your table, sometimes better than the revolution. And, and that's what they taught us. Yeah. yeah. Stand up and be a dead nigga, or you can sit your ass down and you can be listen, a fed nigga. Listen. Wow, that's bars right there. Look, yeah, you can stand bars. up and be a dead nigga, or you can sit your ass down and be a fed nigga. Listen, listen. Hmm. Yo, bars on bars on bars. Shout bars. out to all 10 that's in the building today listening to this great talk. Shout out. Yeah, to man, you. salute. Shout out shout to um, Sell Your Grace. Shout out to Adam. Shout out to John. Shout out to Mr. Two Extra, Marcianne, Christopher, um, and Jabari. Shout out to y'all, man. Word up. Are you Literally. not entertained? Are you not entertained? Have a great day, Zan said. Listen, and I'll tell you this. And this is why, when you, when you said that right there, these dudes don't want to stand up man they can't stand up if they stand up it's over for them yep. it's over for them bro no all them white dollars go yeah and you don't want them but nigga pennies nigga pennies is it, when, it, when it, you washed up man. you know what it takes too long to count those nigga pennies and that's you know a lot of our people they don't want to get it from the mud you know what i'm saying they just want the illusion of i started from the bottom now we here they just want the illusion of that shit yeah they know they've been compromised to get to where they are yeah yeah that's real talk man and this is why he stays on top and this is why the nation yeah. of islam went against malcolm x because malcolm yep. x figured out that the only reason why you standing up and look at khalid muhammad these are brothers mm. who jumped on these be upon them 
yeah. they jumped on it on the bandwagon because they heard the real in it, the truth in it, right? Yeah. But when they found out who was pushing it, they went their own way. And the only reason why they found out that who was pushing it because the very stuff when they was going hostile and they was going into the takeover part, yeah. they got taken off and they got snubbed. And it and it's just and it's just and it's just like what you say is slavery a choice. This is go back to slavery the choice. My brother last night told me, uh, nah, slavery wasn't a choice. That's the only thing I'll agree with him when he said that. I said, why not? I said, it's nine brothers just like you. It's 90 brothers just like you on the field, along with women. And then there's only six people in that White House over there. There's a father, there's a son, maybe two sons, and the rest all women. And they only have about seven guns in there. You know how long it took for a shotgun to reload? I've already fucked everybody up after you shot about two, three of my people. Yeah. It was more so the heart. It was the heart to just make the attempt. It was the heart to make the attempt. You slavery was a choice. You didn't like your options. You didn't like there we the, go. you didn't like the things that you didn't like the options that came with the option of standing up. You didn't like the Point. fact that you could possibly die. So, so therefore, you said, you know what? Let me stay right here because you know what? We learn how to um, in in poverty and despair as human. You learn how to make the best of where you're at. So I need to get bed. comfortable. I needs to get comfortable, bro. At least we got a bed to sleep on. I yeah. don't want to sleep with one eye open, even though my daughter's getting raped, even though my mom's getting raped. Look, I, look, my wife, my wife got raped, but she has somewhere to sleep tonight. But she got somewhere to sleep tonight. You feel me? That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's when you learn behavior, man. That. That's learned behavior, bro. People was born into that. It was a choice because you had a choice like the Maroons to say, fuck that. I'm standing up. You had Here a choice go. like the Seminole Indians to say, fuck that. I'm standing Toussaint. up. You had a, mm-hmm. you had a, you had a choice like, like those people in Haiti and said, fuck that. I'm standing up. Yeah. And even yes. still to this day, because all right, if sla- to, to add to what you're saying, right? If slavery's a choice, well, what is Ro- what's, what's what's the Rosa Parks story? Then we have a choice. We had a choice to get our ass to the back of the bus, and we said, nah, we done go. with that. We done with that. We offer that. You know why we said we offer that? Because we had our own bus lines during during that there time. We go. You see what I'm saying? There we and go. Instead, instead of us just not going back to them at all. And bankrupting their companies, we fought to be accepted. See, that's one thing about black people y'all need to understand is that they just want to be accepted. We don't want to, we don't, we don't want to exclude anybody. We just want to be accepted. We don't, we don't want to attack the policy of why the fuck you got us drinking different water and we can't eat at this lunch counter. We, 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 we didn't attack. Who the fuck came up with the concept? We just said, please let us eat at the counter. Please let us eat at the counter. Please can we eat there? You just want once we got that fair. privilege. Yeah. You just want to be treated fair as a black man and as a black woman and as a black child. You just want to be treated fair, and everybody finds it so hard to be fair with you. With you, but it's but, but it's okay. they want they want to be fair. Yeah, but they want to be fair. You see that? But but they can listen to your music. They they can dress like you. They can walk like you. They can talk like you. 
but they don't they can sleep with your women, right? Because sleep with your women, man. They, they were showing right in in uh, the Godfather Harlem, right? Which we we know. Just but, call me back up. I'm 22 seconds out. All right. They, they were showing that basically, you know, how they would get shit done. They would bribe politicians and they would invite them to the whole houses and they would, you know, catch them in compromising situations. But it it goes to what you're saying that you know they don't want to be equal with us on some real shit. But you know they'll, they'll fuck our women. You know what I'm saying? They'll make money off of us. Shit. They'll even have sex with the men, right? Because where do you think that that culture came from? Raping little boys and children and all this other stuff. And they would have, you know, auctions for children. You get what I'm saying? Like the the the, the movie uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin, right? And it showed it showed that where they were like greasing up the little children, and it was you know rich so-called white men that were coming to the plantations to buy these children what do you think the jeffrey epstein stories about sex trade it's the same shit they ne- they never stopped their behavior they just masked it got you know even more better clothes and more shinier yeah. things and yeah. we we, we want to be included even more than we did in the 60s yeah it's crazy man it's crazy it's crazy that people don't see that choice you just didn't like the options bro you didn't like the consequences of the choices that you would have had to make you didn't like those options you didn't like the fact that the option was like i told this girl like i just told um fem mc i just told her i just told her listen i said there's an option when you're dating a man right there's when you're first meeting a person you um are are you gonna sleep with them and possibly use and if i told if i gave you the option of getting sick having a baby or or trauma or a good time are you going to take are you going to take the risk of having a good time for all those cons hell no yeah. Yeah. if i told you that off the rip if that is if I, that's the whole lineup i gave you that's the spread multiple choice i gave you are you going to take are you going to play this game knowing that one of these one of these three four things can happen to you no, you ain't gonna take that choice. It's just like somebody say, "Hey, you want to take this bump of cocaine, knowing that there's a possibility you could die from a hit of fentanyl." Here we go. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore because you said death is an option. I don't want to die. The same shit. Same shit, man. You have the choice to make when you're sitting on that slave on that plantation to go into that house and take over. Yeah. Yeah, he mm-hmm. started sleeping on it because he was still on. Yeah, it's all it's all about that, man. And it's like, you know, we are just victims of being outraged, you know, and it's like they tell us what to be outraged at. So it's like fake misguided rage. Like everybody's going off about the, you know, the Jerry Jones thing when it's like, man, you're you're fucking president. The Zoom call president. He says, if you don't vote for me, nigga, you ain't black. So why didn't that get more outraged than a fucking Jerry Jones picture when that's the ideology of this country? And that's what needs to be. Because we're never going to out racism when we keep trying to track down the villain. He's the villain. He's the bad guy. When when this is a, a system that was agreed upon collectively. Right. And there's something called a lie casserole. You ever had a lie casserole? Nah, man, I ain't heard of that. Sorry. Let me explain what a lie casserole is. A lie casserole is, it's made similar to like a food casserole, but it's basically a shitload of lies with some crumbs of the truth sprinkled on top. 
It's called a lie casserole. And when you bite into it, you, you taste a little bit of the, you know, a hint of the truth on the top. But once you get down to that aftertaste, it's a fucking. And this is what they've been serving our people generationally in this country. Every time we think we made some progress, they'll show you a few niggas that got a couple white dollars. But our communities are still the same. They still reinforce their same ideology. They got rid of segregation, but then they gentrified your neighborhood and raised the property value, which is the same thing. Nigger, you can't live near me and I can guarantee that because you'll never be financially stable to live near yeah. me. Or 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 I'm at the board of the HOA, so you can't even get in here. There we go. I'm not even gonna take your application. Yeah, I'm not even I'm not even gonna take your application. It's your money's no good here. Yeah. There you go. But what did they remind Kanye of? Your money's no good here, nigger. They remind you that your money can turn right back to nigger pennies overnight. You know, you ain't lying. And he did, and he did it publicly in front of everybody. That's how they give it up. The public spectacle, right? Hang a nigger in the tree so all can see. Yeah, yeah. So you know not to act out no more. Now Mm -hmm. nobody want to say nothing. Now everybody's scared. Everybody's scared of cancer culture. You scared to say something about Jews because why? Because I hung two niggas on TV to let you know. And it well, well, really did it really didn't hang them. All you did was show how powerful they was and how much you need them. That's all mm-hmm. you did. All you did was show us how much you really do need these niggas. But instead of us picking up on it, we so brainwashed that we'll sit there and say, yeah, yo, we ain't saying nothing. I don't want to get canceled. I need my money. Nigga, you ain't got money to, to lose. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, look, look, Ye, Ye lost more than most of our people have in their accounts or ever going to make in their lifetime. He lost it in a week's time. And he yeah. still said, you know what? I'm still going to stand on this truth. So it shows most of our people that, again, if you take What's something off on? somebody's table, they, they they feel like they'll never go, they'll never eat. So if I snatch the fork out of your hand. Yeah. You're going to feel as though you can't eat. So most of our people will throw each other under the bus, keep their food hot. And and it's not about, you know, well, you know what? I'll starve with my brother and my sister because we're going to fight together so we can get this feast. No, oh, no, no, no. I got to worry about my plate over here. I care less about these niggas across the street. But that mentality is what caused the downfall of our people. Right. And we keep saying, you know, communities. Right. You go to the Jewish community. It's a community. You go around that motherfucker. It's businesses that are ran by them. You go to the Korean town. It's businesses that's ran by them. Nothing personal. You go to a black community. You don't see people communing and you don't see no unity. So there's no community. Right. Because we go to any shit. Another race couldn't come to our neighborhood. We can't even go to our own neighborhoods. Right? You, you ever try to go to an area that you ain't been to and your own people going to look at you like, nigga, what the fuck you doing here? But if I was a white man strolling through the neighborhood, oh, my God, it, nigga might be the plug. You wouldn't raise an eyebrow. So they made us enemies of ourselves. Right. And, and I say made us because it's learned behavior. It's stuff that we agreed upon and we said, yo, we okay with that shit. 
I'm okay with turning my own brother in for a dollar. I'm okay with that because that white dollar folds different. I ain't going to get money and get it out the mud with my brother and my sister that, that, that can sympathize with my oppression because we're all still going through the same form of oppression. Now, a lot of people hate that word. Oh, man, I'm not being oppressed by the brother. And, and you brothers just seem like you're just, you know, trying to blame the man for all your problems. When you got to look at society wise, this system of racism didn't go anywhere. The same people that benefit from it are the same people pushing it. But the thing with us, we feel as though we got a few niggas that got a couple dollars. You give a nigga a couple dollars. What would Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle say? They should have never gave you niggas money. See, once you give a nigga a couple dollars, oh, he going to be your nigga for life. And all they're doing is buying niggas. That's the concept of selling your soul. Because if you have influence of, you know, 100 million followers and everybody watches you dunk a ball. But the minute you open your mouth and all you say is reinforce oppression support my master's message I ain't here to uplift none of my people as long as you stay on those talking points you can continue to fold those white dollars but the minute you say hey everybody got something for theyself I want to get something for myself and my people look at every turn of that right when, when, when they talked about in the Godfather Harlem when Bumpy Johnson was trying to create a distribution network with all black people and say, y'all, we don't need the Italians. We, we could run our own shit. His own people made a side deal with the Italians. But it's showing you that, like, and, and, and that parallels with this uh, secret meeting that was had in the music industry. You know, the story goes some years ago that, you know, Jay Prince, uh, you know, a figure, uh, Master P, uh, Suge Knight, a few other, um, Tony Draper from Suave House, you know, a few of these big execs were all coming together and to say, you know, heads of black music at the time. Let's create our own distribution because, you know, we're getting robbed. Our artists are getting robbed. Same thing like uh, slavery. The same people in the, the system that benefited from this shit created another form of slavery in that industry. So after this happens, mysteriously, these guys get hit with RICO cases and the feds visit them and the IRS wants to look at their books and they want to say, oh, you started your money up with drug money and for your label when <laughs> all of the artists are talking about selling drugs. But the record label is the ones making money off of the message. So as the story goes, the only, you know, so-called exec or big name at the time that wasn't at that meeting was Jay-Z. Now, as the streets say that Jay-Z was the one who told about that secret meeting. Now, this happened in 2001. What happened in 2001 when 9-11 happened and the planes and the towers we thought the world was ending, right? And everybody was in line. Man, before the world ended, I got to get that Blueprint album. It was lines around the fucking store. Niggas was tall. Oh, man, yeah, the, the Taliban and yeah, the towers. You see that shit? That's crazy the towers fell. But I got to get that Jay-Z album. So his stardom rose, right? This is after the death of Biggie, Tupac, everything. The East Coast, West Coast war that the, you know, the media made a fucking fortune of. Fortune off of. And... His career catapulted. And then what did you see? That same brother that was talking unity with his crew. And, you know, if I fall off, you know, I got money and we could be each other's crutches and all that other cliche bullshit. All the people that made Jay-Z Jay-Z look around. 
he snaked all those people all the way up to Dame Dash and, and Biggs. So now he's the guy. He's the guy. But in order for you to be the guy, your people can't go with you. It's not enough white dollars for all you niggas. You know what I'm saying? Salute my brother Ali. Thanks for thanks for uh chopping in on the platform. So now we all want to be financially sound, right? We all want to, you know, take care of families. We all so I'm not saying that, and I'm not slighting these people for you know so-called making something of themselves. What I am saying, there's a disconnect where first you had it in your heart to I want to be something. I want to make my mom proud and I want to get my mama a house and I want to, you know, promote this generational wealth. But then somewhere along that pursuit, our people were compromised because they're always going to compromise you because they know what are you going to do at your core? What am I talking about? If I was Chinese and I wanted to further the pride of my race, I'm going to look out for my people at every turn. So they have to isolate you from one, the people that help you get to where you are so they can do business with you. And then secondly, those same people, they got to distance them from you because these people are going to remind you where you came from. Because when you know where you came from, you're going to have a, a, a laser focus as to where you're going. So they made it sure, they made sure that Every nigga we get his money to and be around him and understand the analogy gonna make LeBron James Mr. Billionaire yeah he married his high school sweetheart this, that, that, that. but then he's not gonna stand with his brother Kanye when it mattered oh LeBron James got schools and he's helping the kids and this and that he's bought and paid he's bought and sold so Look at his talking points. Nothing of substance, right? He doesn't does an interview with Ye and pulls the interview. But the whole point of doing the interview was to show we got the power to pull the interview. But again, it goes back to the athletes got to come out and make a statement. I, I don't stand with Kyrie. Uh, I love Jews, and why do they have to reiterate that? Because they know that they're couple white dollars is in question and the minute they say because remember if i'm chinese i'm gonna look out for chinese people that's in my blood if i'm mexican i'm gonna look out for mexican people right and anybody ever ever been to jail they gonna hold you down when you're in there in terms of if you were mexican and you went to jail they don't care what part of mexico you from you come in they're gonna see the commonality oh that brother's mexican we gotta look out for you oh bro you need some food you need some shower shoes, you need some toilet paper. They're gonna look out. Our people, we don't operate like that. Everything's conditional. Cause man, it's I had to scrape to get this couple dollars I got. This nigga might take what I got instead of let me put my couple dollars together with my brother's couple dollars and we can get some more dollars. They 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 killed that ideology because every race is looking for self-preservation. Right, you, you you want the future of your progeny to live on. You you want your 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 generation to to live on and carry something that matters to you. Your name, your lineage, your likeness. So we're the only group of people that they attack that immediately. 
look at all the athletes that yeah they're millionaires but then they they have them at arranged you know dinners and 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 you know balls and all this other shit to where you'll see 80 percent of the so-called black athletes marry white women and, and these white women are nothing before they meet the ball player she's just some white bitch from maine you know what i'm saying she's just some white chick from mayberry but the minute she marries the the star athlete guess what her generational wealth fountain cuts on case in point look at michael jordan's wife michael jordan is married to a white woman so now what do you think is going to happen generationally after he's gone you think most of his wealth is going to go to his family the jordan name or is it going to go to his wife remember they create the situation to where you know divorce she ends up with half or all of it so they set this up purposely to where we're going to isolate you from your people we're going to inject new ways of thinking and the more uppity you are the more included you feel right like just think look at all the all the brothers that can can, can articulate themselves they're good at saying nothing well right because if, the minute i use some profanity oh that brother's oh, he's a little too much he's over the top but as long as i i'm speaking in a way that you can digest it and oh man i ain't offend nobody that brother got a point but my thing is why is it that our people are forced to live their life with the job interview voice always on what am i talking about when you're around your people you speak how you speak when you're around their people it's like they might be listening to my conversation they might be judging me they might kick me out the whip i might not be included in this thing of theirs so let me behave myself let me mind my manners when these so-called whites that look at you they look at you as even more inferior because they know that you're shucking it they know that you're playing the role see we look at the in our communities all oh, little bronze and we you know we praise these people like they're gods but if you've ever been to any of these functions and got to rub shoulders with these elite down on these niggas they look down on these niggas where are my niggas at that's what all of the, the team owners say when they come to the game where are my niggas at my niggas gonna drop 30 <laughs> not my niggas gonna drop 40 tonight but again the minute those players deviate from the norm you're an enemy to the system system of what oppression racism keeping down a particular race because this is all taught behavior right they taught this to their people that you're gonna forever rule these people and here's how you do it they like shiny things they like to be praised and they like to show off to each other so they exploit that look at all the entertainers they got to tell you where they live yeah, I live in Calabasas. And, you, know, uh, you know, I got a, got a, got a, you know, a yacht and this and that and that. What do you think all that stuff is for? One, to to give you the illusion that I could be that second nigga to get that couple, couple white dollars too. And then two, everyone else fights to be that second person, thinking that they could get the bag too. 
but they don't tell you how the first person is securing his bag. They just show you all the shiny things. They show you all the accolades and, you know, you're number one and the number one artist in the world. And they'll give you all these fucking awards and basketball and all this other stuff. But the minute they want to slap you with the ruler, none of that shit matters. You're still that nigger to them that they told to sit at the back of the bus. And that's the problem with this country. We're no longer sitting at the back of the bus. Shit, niggas now purposely go to the back of the bus. Ain't that something? <laughs> we purposely sit in the, those that still ride the bus, right? But what I am saying is this. That's the, the mindset in this country that we think it's progress because they changed the way they deal with us. Deal with us. So they'll tell you hey, to your face, I'm not racist. So we're comfortable not being called a nigger, but we're comfortable with being treated. So wait a minute. We're comfortable because they don't call us nigger, but we're even more comfortable. This nigga, they just treat us like. Nigga, we made it. Civil rights bill, two of them shits. <laughs> Affirmative action, all this other shit that our people have been fighting for and all this other stuff. Nothing was accomplished because all they did was stop calling you nigger to your face. It's a fair trade off. The ancestors know they got duped because they fought all that shit. They said, don't call me a colored. Don't call me black. Don't call me a Negro. At one time, if someone called you black, it would start a fucking fight. Do you get what I'm saying? It would start a fight because we knew that was taking our national identity from us. No one is of color. All right? Let's bring my boy Ali back in. But uh, yeah, so so I just wanted to say this, right, that we have to really look at what is making it for us as a people. What is progress for us? Because our people in the 60s, they knew these tricksters. They knew how they would pass a bill and then nobody would stand on that shit. They was beating niggas in the streets the same day they signed the civil rights bill. The riots in the 60s, where do you think that came from? That was a, a system that said, yo, so y'all gonna go public and make a document to say we gotta treat these niggas fair? I ain't with that. Word. Well, shout and, out to Ronald Smith, Coach Norm, and Zen Sai, Anthony Thomas, Janelle. Shout out to all y'all, man. Thanks for coming in. You know why we give it, give it up follow for following here this is how we live in and um, i would like to also say please feel free to come up man that's why i'm giving I, he, brother over here brother jf bain just giving a, a monologue he, he ready to dialogue and, and chop it up with anybody in here man if you feel differently please come up and contest it don't don't be afraid. yeah let's... nobody's judging you Let's build. This is building. Yeah, let's let's open up the lines. Let's let's open up the lines. And I want, you know, I want, you know, the my brother and sister of, you know, the so-called uh white race, the Caucasian race or, you know, the European race. It's all about information, right? Because once we can share the information, we can come to a a better understanding. We don't have to speculate, right? Oh, this person hates me. I don't hate anyone, right? I really want to get to a solution. So you know, if anyone that, you know, maybe something touched them in this conversation or maybe you want me to expound on something a little bit more, because what I find is 
a lot of you know the so-called um white population they don't know what's on our mind but they all think we think the same like all you all you black people do this or all you when, when what we're trying to say is there's a large group of us that remember the fight of our ancestors that remember why we're fighting that remember the ill treatment and how is it that you can you can teach a five-year-old this they know they're being treated different than another five-year-old that's their same age and, and, and what did we see when we seen young kids just trying to go to school people spit on them they had to be escorted with the fucking military just yeah. to go to school that's in this country nobody apologized for that that's the same man that told you y'all better not nobody on his team better not be uh, you niggas better you, if you niggas kneel you ain't not. playing that's real he was the first one to stand up and you know what it was it, it wasn't about the knee it was you're gonna use your influence to highlight racism when, when we're trying to mask it nigger you, we got you entertaining niggas so we could keep oppressing them and you're gonna exploit that by by talking about the issue oh we're gonna make an example out of you and that's what it boils down you can't have a few of those white dollars if you're trying to look out for your people nope mm -mm. black unity and wealth doesn't go together this is their ideology no she not i can make a nigga rich but i'm not gonna make his niggas rich Cause I can always take what I gave to that one nigga and throw him back to the group of the rest of the nigga. And I could pick me another nigga that's going to do my bidding. And, and, and I say that to say this, they always pit us against each other as a people. And that's why we're all with this crabs in the barrel mentality. Right. But the crazy thing about even that, the statement crabs in the barrel, you know why the crabs are pulling at each other? Cause they're trying to pull each other out. It's not trying to pull the person down. The crabs don't even belong in a fucking barrel. And the minute they see their one brother getting out, they say, yo, let's all link claws and pull each other out. See, they're not trying to pull the one down. They're trying to pull each other out because even the crabs believe in unity. Shit, if we're going to get cooked, we all in the same pot. And a lot of us don't understand that thing that you making it isn't making it for your people and i'm not saying that you know you got to live your life for all of these fictitious people i'm just speaking of i'm saying spiritually you making it look at all the athletes that made it but then you don't help with repairing the communities that you see destroyed well, nigga, my lights are on. I, I can care less about yours. When, when, when other races they don't operate like that. Look at the Mexican community. It might be five or six families living in one house. They'll pull all of their resources, and everybody breaks bread. Everybody eats. The bills are paid. They running businesses, and they doing that. You got people that come from Mexico making five dollars a month, and they come to America and get it out the mud. And you got a lot of our people that hate on that, but they're not hating on the person. They're hating on the image of unity. Because they keep saying black community and I can't find a black community anywhere on this planet because we're not communing. 
and we have no unity and we damn sure ain't black skin isn't legally black so i don't want to offend anybody oh this it's one of those brothers he ain't black but we're talking about a status here because they called you colored at one time too and we fought that called you a negro at one time too and we fought that see they showed us that you know yeah we accepted these titles nah it was always a group a group of us to say that's not my name i'm a man i'm not a boy and they're still calling us boys shit in fact we call ourselves that little this and little that and little you know i get it but they make sure that if we put you in a position of power or we empower you or have or let you feel empowered we'll take all power the minute you try to share that power with someone that looks like you because power is contagious you know and i, I just you know i don't want to be on a soapbox or anything but i just i believe that the more we have these conversations the more we can peel back these layers or just of this mask yeah and understand it Cause, cause all I'm trying to do is pull back the layers of masked racism, masked yeah. racism. That's it, man. Because I don't want to be my, our frustration as a people comes from we keep trying to explain ourselves about this one dilemma we're dealing with generationally, and the people that cause this dilemma can't seem to figure out what the fuck we're talking about, and and that's frustrating. That's frustrating. Yeah. So when I speak, I speak with passion. I don't speak to incite violence. I don't speak to harm anyone. That's not what these talks are about. It's it's to let that rage out in a healthy outlet to get to a resolve to say, you know what? My children are going to be dealing with this same thing and I don't want it to change its face and they don't know what they're dealing with. Like it changed on my parents and it changed on my grandparents. But they all remembered that they were dealing with a group of people that would never treat them equal no matter how hard we work no matter how much we come to their aid and stand to their you know side and fight on their issues and no we, we fought with you guys you entertain them no matter yep. how much you make them happy you make them money no matter how much how much you you show them you shuck and job for them no, no matter how much you kill your brother or stab your brother in the back for them they still will not honor you as yeah. equal to them and it's as simple as that they're not going to treat you fair they don't want to treat you fair and when they don't treat you fair in your own personal situations you know what you do you don't even you're not even surprised you expect it from them yeah. you expect it from them you expect them not to treat you fair so at the end of the day I want you guys to stop telling me that you don't understand I want every yellow man every every european man i want every indian man i want every spanish man to listen and look and watch i want the every seven continents of this earth i want them to look at it and see it man i want every continent to look at us and see what we're going through look at what we're going through that's yeah. what we need to do we need to show them by stop playing their sports stop playing risk your money for two months and i guarantee you you'll shut this whole shit down to the point yeah because that that bus that bus boycott bro they did that for an entire year you know people were carpooling they were pooling their money and sharing ride sharing but but they did it and that one year brought an entire institution to their knees 
There you go. You just take the money away. Once you take yeah. your your influence and your power and your money away, they're done. They're done. Balenciaga ain't hot until you said it's hot. Trust me. It's over. It's over. Trust me. And we 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 in fact are the only people that have the power to cancel shit, and we're not using our power. Isn't that crazy? Because <laughs> every every other race. They all fighting for our dollar because they know that shit's going to leave our community the second we, we have it. So we're the only people that actually have the power to cancel shit. Because the minute we say, yo, that shit's whack. Guess what? It's whack. It will never make a dollar again. And we have to get back to that. What? That company said, what about our people? Oh, it's over. It's up. Nobody's wearing Nikes. It's a wrap. It's over. But but you got to do that systematically because like you'll have a person like a Pharrell, right? That, you know, it's cool with Kanye. And then he'll come out and say, you know, I love Jews and, and and I'm totally against what Kanye said. And then he gets a sneaker deal with Adidas. He has his own shoe that just came out. See, they always can break up the unity of our people because they say, hey, nigger, I'll give you two more dollars. Shit, that nigga only got a dollar. You gonna give me two more? We, we never miss an opportunity to style on each other. And as you said, we're just... Impressing the oppressed. And, you know, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, you know, and just hearing this particular build, right? This is the Third Eye High podcast. I'm your host, JF Bay. And I'm just here to shine my light your way to help you find your light switch and keep your light lit, right? And and, and what I'm saying that, and I say this to, to everyone, we get through this by having a conversation about it. In the conversation, we can hear both sides of the argument and stop arguing and learn from each other. Right? Because humanity should be equal. Humanity should be equal. Not whatever race you are and if you're financially better off than someone else and I'm going to treat you a little bit better, like we got to get out of that shit, man, because God is love. And if you have God in your heart, then that means you got love in your heart. And, 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 and God says, I go by many names. I am that I am. I exist. So I'm not religious gangbanging, whatever religion you subscribe to, because I respect all the books and all the prophets. We're trying to get to universal truth, man. If we do it a different way, the babies are going to inherit a different way. But we can't keep showing them shiny things and telling them it's progress. All the while, nothing's changed. And our people think something changes when we get change. We think shit change when we get change. That's why the title of this bill, that white dollar folds different. See, we think we're up. When we get money from them. But we don't take that money and spend with our own businesses and and, and, and clean up our communities and all we, we take we most of the, the you can't you can't even live in the same community you grew up in. Because the minute you get something, we know that, that conundrum we're in. Your people are gonna, you know, I don't you to take it. Separate you from your wealth. I get that part. But what I'm saying is you can physically Still be in your hood and not be in your hood. Get what I'm saying? Because your presence can be felt when you're not there. But your presence is only felt when you're genuinely giving a fuck about your people.
because if you rose up out of condition and you know your people still in that condition how can you style on people how can you talk about your your, your hundred room mansion when you was just sleeping on the floor with everybody else we don't respect progress amongst ourselves we think progress is being recognized outside our race being put up on someone's television being patted on the head being given given a shiny trophy all the while you know nothing's changed with your people so you got to ask yourself when you're gone and you know your money's going to be your money but if you have children they're still going to inherit a world where racism hasn't been addressed another mask being put on it and when we're talking about racism we're talking about a, an entire idea or someone says i'm better than you no science to support it i'm better than you and i'm going to prove i'm better than you i'm going to give you so much adversity and even when you rise up in spite of that adversity i'm going to put more adversity on you and more and more and more and the minute you say hey you got your foot on my neck they're going to say what foot i don't have the slightest idea what you're talking about and that's something that has to change in this country anybody of the so-called white race caucasian race that's listening let's talk this is what we're thinking about you know, he said, I want to know what's on these niggas' minds. What they thinking about. This is what we're thinking about. We're thinking about. Wow, it's crazy that you guys can pretend for so long you don't know what we're talking about. But you, but you, but you pretend to be so astute and so smart and so scholarly. But yet, when we get to this issue of race that y'all created, you don't have the slightest idea, slightest idea what we're talking about. Who came up with the concept of black water, white water? Where'd that come from? Because that's the root of all of this shit. Good is good for us. And the bad. The bad. The good and evil fight. What am I trying to resolve? Humanity's biggest problem. And what's humanity's biggest problem? Perception of importance. Perception of importance. Because if we're all sons and daughters of the Most High, I'm not higher than you, you're not higher than me. That illusion, right? That illusion, that perception of importance. When I come into the room, I matter. You matter to who? And, and if you don't have love, for your fellow man why should you be praised for that and that's the thing we're praising the people that's causing the confusion on this planet that's causing the destruction that's causing the division when we all should just look at ourselves and say what am i endorsing right because we all follow people on social media well what exactly are you following because if it's not the truth that's in your heart you're going to be led to the slaughter of your own soul.
stand for something or fall for anything. And that's and that's the point of this whole thing here, man. Live your truth. Stop being a slave to perception. Because most of us don't want to make it if it's quiet make it. I'm not talking about a quiet make it. Right. We we only feel we make it when everybody else know we made it. When we can style on those that didn't make it. Because that's what making it is. I got this and you niggas don't have that. But that's the same slave mentality they gave to us with the, you know, the the field nigga, house nigga. We would dress up the, the house nigga in nice clothes and the field nigga would have a tatted up house coat. We'll clean up one nigga better than the other to show them the distinction. And th the one that's less off is always going to look and envy the one that appears to have made it all the while the system that's suppressing both of the field and the house nigga is left intact I challenge you today I challenge you today have a real conversation with someone don't just say I'm not a racist I got a black friend man fuck all that challenge the conversation itself why would a country treat a particular group of people legally this way? I'm gonna go around back to get your food, even though my money's the same color as your money. Can't drink from this water fountain. You gotta get you some black water because this is white water. This is whites only water. When the water's coming out the same pipes, this was learnt behavior. You, you think the people that benefited from those institutions that said we're first and you guys are last you think that mentality went away nope it's even more rooted because it's hidden so when someone attacks a jerry jones thousands of jerry jones are out there <laughs> that was what he was partaking in when he was younger which when this country was younger the whole country partaked in the same shit group think Right? That was that was just a regular fucking day. Remember, it was a crime to look a white man in the eye. What's that about? Because if you looked him in the eye, you would probably see through their bullshit and what they fear. Right. So so look at the, the, the situation where you had this Jim Crow laws and all this other stuff. And once all that dissipated. They just created more laws of the same kind, but they just didn't call it that. Right? Why do you need affirmative action if we're equal? The fuck's that? I just know somebody's going to treat this nigga different because why? It was the norm. That's how we did business. So what I'm saying is no one apologized for that treatment of our people still to this day. And they tell us we made progress. I'm not with that. I'm not with that. In fact, I think we digressed. I think we actually went back. Because in the 60s, they knew who their open oppressor was. They knew what it was about. They knew it. Because look, all of the institutions that were authority figures were the ones pushing the agenda. Right? Now, you see the fire department of today. You know, they, they do what the name says. They fight fires. 
Once upon a time in this country, the fire department was called to turn hoses on human beings. Just to move them out the street. Because they're protesting. Why are you treating us like animals? Shit, they would sick their dogs on us. The police were called not to stop a brother from getting beat down in the street or shot by a cop. To fuck up more of the angry mob. And they're only angry because they watched one of their brothers get slain for nothing. You notice how they're taking out certain pieces of history in schools and they don't want to teach the kids where they've been lying about most of the history in school. But what they're trying to say is we're going to never address what we did to you guys. In fact, we're not even going to teach your babies about that, but we'll show them another slave movie. And what is that to reinforce? Tuition that still exists. It just went underground. Changed. But what do I know? Peace, love and light. Is everybody tuning in? And I just want us to, to start having more real conversations. Right? We all get together around family and friends and we talk about trivial bullshit. Oh, my team won last night. My team. Yo, dude. Are you not entertained? Because you you didn't come to this planet to just eat popcorn and be entertained. You came here to get busy. Your babies came here to get busy. Give them the truth. Having real conversations with, with them about the history of this country. Because everyone seems to be, oh, this person's anti-Semitic and we're going to fight them. We're going to spread democracy and we're going to fight people in Ukraine and we're going to all of this stuff deflecting away from the black eye. That this tarnished name that this country has. And it doesn't matter who you put in the Oval Office and all of this. If what happened doesn't get addressed, it's going to keep getting swept under the rug. And all I got to do. Let's put a few white dollars in a few nigga pockets. They all think they made it. No fight. Nothing to see here. Crazy part. I'll leave you with this. Why I say that it was a crime to even look a white man in the eye. Look him in the face. It's the same concept of why they emasculate all our men. 2022. Why they put. Dresses on af on athletes and dresses on actors, and because the minute that brother plays a role that shows a glimpse of masculinity, a glimpse of I'm a stand up for myself, oh, that's contagious. That stand up for yourself shit's contagious. So if these blacks see this brother depicted on the screen as having strength, they're all gonna feel strong, and then. They're going to realize that the system didn't go anywhere. So they have to make sure that when they hire you, you're not the brother that's going to speak with your real voice. They got to make sure when they hire you, you're not the, the black guy that's going to get too loud. Got to make sure when they give you this couple dollars that you're not going to look out for your people. Only yourself. They can't sleep good around masculine men. 
That's why they're pushing the agenda. The alphabet community. That got nothing to do with who 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 someone decides to love, man. Who you love is who you love, man. That's your that's your walk. I got no dog in that fight. But when you push something on five-year-old kids in school, telling them you can make a choice about if you want to be a boy or a girl, that's an agenda. Because they don't want the rise of another Messiah. What if there were a thousand Malcolms out here? But all of your young children, your young sons, they got that same fire burning in them. Sense of purpose. Because every man thrives on purpose. But you got to ask all of our men that we look up to, what's their purpose? Right? People can look at LeBron James, look at all the success he's accumulated. But as a man of stature, what's his purpose? After he's done dribbling the ball, what's his purpose? Because if he couldn't stand with Ye on something that mattered generationally to us as a people I'm just going to turn my eye like none of this shit really happens really dog but then that's the only way you get your money never talk about what your people going through always make it look like you helping them but if you really decide to help them freeze your accounts we hit you with a scandal we separate our shiny new nigga from his money. And this is why I say that white dollar folds. It's the thing. It only folds different for the people who think it folds different. Because everyone else sees that it folds just like another dollar. So why can't I get some black dollars? But then what the fuck is a black dollar? Because money is green. Get what I'm saying? You gotta stop chasing this need to be included in something. Create our own. I don't want to be included. I want to sit at your table. I want my own table so I can break bread with my folks. And I'm not saying I'm anti your folks. I'm just saying you guys got a table. I want to get a table too. I don't want to crowd your table. Uh-uh. You guys seem to be comfortable over there eating, breaking bread as you should. Well, let me comfortably break bread with my people, too. And that's what we're fighting for. Not the illusion of inclusion. Them days are over. To actually be equal with ourselves in the eyes of God. Until next time, I am your host, JF Bay. Enjoy the rest of your day. You could have been doing a hundred things, but you decided to invest a little bit of time with me, right? And... That's a form of donation to me, you know, because your highest, most valuable form of currency is your time. And you guys decided to spend it with me. I'm honored. So come back next time. You can listen to the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms. Third, I hide the number three, the letter R, the letter D, the letter I and the word high. Third, I high a higher consciousness of a flyer culture peace love and light hold up i think we got a guest my man ali's back i was just about to end this show but ali uh come back in bro um close this out man give us some some uh points to close out with bro i just wanted to welcome I, back brother yo i appreciate you brother um i just wanted to say man shout out to you man 
you always come up with the knowledge and the good food, man. Sometimes I just like listening to you, man. That's Give thanks, bro. Open up the plan. I wanted to open up the floor yeah. for uh, other people to come up and and either challenge you or tell their own story or or their own perspective of the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't want to hog up that time. Yeah, because it, it's about it's about furthering dialogue, man, and 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 that's what it's about, man. You know what I mean? Like I never, you know, get on this platform to to bash anyone, man. Like I like, man, believe it or not, I love all races, man. Like and, and I've interacted with all races, you know, in some form of fashion, whether business or you know personal. And I deal with someone at a cellular level, you know. Where is your soul vibrating? If you're a good soul, you're good with me, you know. So I don't I'm not, you know, print, painting this with a broad brush and just saying one race of people should be, you know, ousted. That's not what we're saying. We're saying we calling you on your shit and, and, and stop acting like we're 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 off our rocker because we're calling yeah. you on your shit. We're imagining this. Yeah, this is not imagination. This is real. You are doing real. what you're doing. And and. And we see you. We're letting you know we see you. So stop asking what does black people think. Like JFA said, you know what we think. And you know what we're thinking about. And you know what we're talking about. Yeah. You know what we're thinking when we come to the bank. You, you know what we think when we come to the bank. They're probably going to fucking deny my loan. You know what's on our mind. <laughs> yeah. We living it. We living it. We, we living it. Yeah, man. Shout out to you, bro. Like I said, man. I, I enjoy just listening to you talk, man. So that's why I just let you go ahead and tell tell because they need it, man. Yeah. I think the message, the more the message get out there, like you said before, and believe me, I was against it when he <laughs> when we first talked about this. Yeah. I was on I was on the other side saying, listen, man. I remember, man. I remember. We gotta get the money, man. <laughs> get the bag. He said, "Where the bag at?" Where the bag at? I, I remember, man. But but what what opened your eye, you know, your third eye was truth, right? It, it wasn't even my opinion. It was like, well, wait a minute, uh, he's holding on to some truth there. Let me examine that, and that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just I'm not trying to push my personal belief on anyone. I'm just trying to say, y you don't resonate with my perspective just a little, even a little, because if we start there a little, we can get to a lot. And, and that's because my message is rooted in love, man. It, it, it's I know how this world should be because we all come with that in our hearts, right? When we're babies and we're children, look how we play on the playground. We play with all kids. We don't know the concept of like, oh my God, that's a black kid. That's a what we we don't fucking know. Oh, this parent lives on the nice side of town. We don't care about that stuff. So who teaches us that? This is all learned behavior. So I'm saying that. You can unlearn your white privilege. You can unlearn it. Yeah. Yeah. Just take some time. Sacrifice it. Some straightening and the words take off. There we go. Straightening. A little bit of straightening. That's it. Yeah, man. And, and that's where we'll come to this ultimate understanding of love, man. I don't want the illusion of love, man. I want love you know for my fellow brother and sister man i don't want you know you don't have to be oh my god is champion for me but just you, you you can't wish ill on me and and smile in my face like that doesn't work yeah no hell no 
Live your truth. That's you know, that's what I leave people with. Live your truth because your truth. when when you're gone, guess what people are gonna be talking about at your funeral? They're gonna talk about the shit you was full of. Talk about the real shit you stood on. Two conversations. You gonna have people saying, Oh, that guy's a piece of shit. Or you have some people say, Man, that brother changed my life. That sister changed my life. So what kind of conversation is gonna be had at your funeral? Not no, not no paid speakers, right? You can't have no paid speakers because it's going to be random niggas showing up at your funeral uninvited, saying their piece. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> right? It's going to be some people that ball up your your um obituary uh program. It's going to be some people, oh, fuck that nigga, he stole me money. Then it's going to be some people that, you know, man, that brother lived, lived a full life. People, he changed because we're all here to change this shit from how it was before we got here. And that's it. Even if it's just one inch. That's real talk, man. That's real talk. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate this lesson today, man. This is a build that was needed. And we chop it up every morning. Yeah. And then we come with this. And like, yeah, man. That's- yeah, man. And this how this how it should be with humanity, right? Our conversation should be so real that every conversation is a build because the more we converse and the more we build, we're building and we create that world that we know we want to see. I know just uh oh, this is some nice shit, man, man. What kind of world you want your babies to live in? Because that's what it's about. Every day our time is ticking down. And and you look at your babies and you see that they're the remix of you. They're the younger version. You looking like, man, they got a few more years than me. So why wouldn't I equip them with what's coming? Why wouldn't I let them know what they're going to face? You were. Empower them, you know, empower. This is our time is finished, man. So I'm dedicating the rest of my life to empower those behind me because it was never about me to begin with. Because my ancestors were thinking the same thing. It's not about me. It's about this little baby boy. And I ain't no baby boy no more. But I'm always somebody's baby boy, you know, because I'm my mom's son. But if I'm going to have children and then they're going to have children, I'm looking out for their future. And that's what this is about. That's where the the real wealth lies. Do you have love for your offspring? Do you have love for the world that they're going to inherit? And that's it. We know this world is ugly right now. Yes. Do you have love for another world in the future? Because that's the world we all want to protect. Especially if you're having children right now. You're not going to be around forever to, to, to give them the game. So why not give them the realest version of game while you're here? Because when they find out my mom, my dad was full of shit... And then they got to figure this this life thing out for themselves. They're going to resent you. They're not going to want to carry on your legacy. Be honest with them. Let let them them know that you. Yeah. Let let them know that, you know, when you go to the job, you speak like this. You know, I use my job interview voice and hello. And, you know, let them know that. Let them know that distinction. Yeah. Don't don't tell them you the man and shit and you go to work and you getting sunned. Don't do that. <laughs> Be honest with them. You know what I'm saying? Be honest yeah. with them. 
that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, no, it's it's serious, man. And shout out to everybody. I want to give you all one more shout out, Mister Two Extra. Shout out to you, brother. Cecilia Grace, John Bush, Salute. Roy, um, Bishu, Lewis Squad. Shout out to you, Doctor James Goodman. Big up, Andrea Hawk Herkins. Shout out to you, Pedro C. My man Christian, Janelle, Coach Norm. Anthony Thomas, Charlie Hustle, shout out to you, bro. What's up on the dark side? But we all here, man. And um, yeah, you can you you already sent this out, man. I'm gonna go ahead and bid my farewell. Yes, sir, brother. Follow for follow, everybody. Also, subscribe to the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms. Third eye high. I'm off this. Enjoy your day, guys. Peace, love, and more light.